when you own a particular niche, oh my gosh, there is no stopping you. I think you want to scream it from the rooftops. You will tell it to anybody who asks and anybody who will listen. Also, the biggest piece is that you're not looking for anyone else to co-sign on your niche. You're not looking for any kind of outside approval or validation for who you've chosen to work with, who you've chosen to serve. And that comes across to people, right? Your confidence comes across, your expertise comes across for people, and people are drawn to you. Your people are drawn to you and they reach out for you to help them. That was Gabrielle Smith, a coach for coaches who are caught in what she refers to as niche drama. I'm your host, Sean Hesketh, and welcome to the Coach Factory podcast. Today, the conversation builds on our previous niche episodes and talks about how to test if a niche is viable and if it's the right fit for you. You already know that a niche is the specific target audience you serve. But if you've tried to find a niche, you know it's not as easy as it sounds. The drama comes in when a coach is out there and they are uh, putting themselves out there. They're doing marketing and they are not seeing the results that they expect from that niche. So they're not getting consultations. They are not getting engagement or likes or anything on their social media posts. People are not interested in what they're offering. That's what I call niche drama. So it's like, maybe I should change my niche. This niche is not working. This niche doesn't work. (laughs) That's my favorite one. This niche is not working because niches don't work. Niches don't work. We work the niche. And I always tell people that. Like any niche will work if you work the niche. And what I mean by that is, You have to be able to put your perspective, your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings, your beliefs behind the niche and show up and offer perspective to the world with it. So I graduated from chiropractic college in, gosh, 2012, I believe it was. I had two amazing work opportunities after that. And I quickly found that I did not enjoy being employed. That's Dr. Kristen Harches, a business coach for coaches, discussing how finding your niche is often a very difficult and deeply personal journey. I decided to start my own business. I quit my job. I ended my lease and I moved back to Wisconsin where I'm originally from. And I actually moved in with my parents and started my business. And like I said, first it was the brick and mortar business. And I was renting a room actually from another chiropractor working out of their office. And then I got an additional part-time job. So I had some income coming in while I was doing that as well. I told myself that I would do that until I paid back my student loans (laughs) and was making enough money to do what I really wanted to do, which was doing coaching and having more of like an online-based business. But how do you use your journey as a tool for finding your niche? Gabrielle shares that the first step is reflecting on your experiences. The way that I explore it is I 
really have clients tell me their transformation story. Like how has how has coaching helped you? What are some of the obstacles that you were able to work through and overcome through coaching? And have them like lay that out for me when we dig into it deeply and we look at what it was before, what their lives were like before, what were they thinking about themselves? What were they doing? What were they feeling? How were they showing up in the world before then? And then what that looks like now, how has that changed from then to now? So that's what I usually take people through. Like, let's look at your transformation. Let's look at some of the obstacles that you have used coaching to overcome. And let's look at the before and the after. Sometimes that transformation is a big aha moment. Other times it's a smooth, organic transition, more like Kristen's. So I started my business with the niche of emotional eating and body image, because that was something that I had personally struggled with and overcame myself in my life. And as I had mentioned, I had, I really focused on people who were struggling with emotional eating and body image who had a health background or health knowledge, whether they were health coaches or health practitioners, because that had been my experience of going through and learning a lot of health information and still feeling like I was struggling and not knowing why. And because those were the people that I was working with, a lot of them started asking me about business. Like, how did you start your business, your coaching business? How do you get clients? And I started doing a little mentoring around business with those clients that I had. So it really was a bit of an organic transition as far as transitioning into the business coaching. And then I just started seeing that I really enjoyed the business coaching and it was, you know, a huge part of of my life and what I was doing. And so it just felt like a natural fit as far as making that transition. Kristen also recommends starting with your story when figuring out your niche but really focusing on one particular aspect. So the first step when you're trying to figure out your niche, your ideal client, your target market, whatever you want to call it, I think they're all interchangeable, is getting clear on your story. So a lot of people have various stories that they could potentially help people around. And what I recommend people doing is writing down your biggest challenges that you feel that you have overcome in your life and starting with that. So what are the biggest challenges you've had in your life that you feel that you have mostly overcome or worked through and make a list of all of them. And then I would look through them and see which of these do I feel most passionate about and most confident that I can help other people with. And then really when it comes to writing your own story, it should be specific around that one thing. So you're writing your story as it relates to the the thing that you decide, this is what I'm most passionate about helping people and this is what I feel most confident helping people with at this moment. And as Gabrielle points out, Even something that seems small 
or relatively insignificant at first, may still be worth exploring. You have more confidence because you have that lived experience, right? So you you have gone through it, so you know exactly what life was like before then. And you know that you had that transformation for yourself because a lot of times the challenge for people is owning that they had that transformation. That is a challenge for people where it's like they don't see it as big enough or as good enough or something that people would be willing to pay for, help with. Kristen's story is a great model of how your past can shape your niche. And sharing some of her early experiences helped to inspire prospective clients to reach out to her for help. A lot of the coaching I was doing, a lot of what I was getting asked about was business stuff because I do think that whatever we're helping people with, in my case, emotional eating and body image, that purpose and doing work that feels aligned and being able to do it in a way that feels aligned is a huge part of overall recovery or overall, um, you know, working through whatever it is that we're feeling stuck with. And so I just saw how important doing work that feels aligned is in, in people's overall, I would say, happiness. And that alignment is also really important because the more deeply you understand the problems your client faces, the better positioned you are to offer real solutions. Then after you've decided, you've gone through the list of the things and you're like, this is what I feel most passionate and confident about helping people with, you want to get clear on what is the problem that that person is struggling with. And what is the solution that you provide based off of that challenge that you've been through yourself? So how do you say it in a way that people get it and they see the value in it? So it helps if you can get more concrete as opposed as saying like, how does, how is this showing up for someone in their life in a way that they're aware of it? Another way to think about it is, what are they typing into Google or into YouTube and like searching for answers for? Because a lot of times when people are explaining what their niche is, they make it really abstract and they make it about like, I help you find your purpose or I help you live a happier life. And like those things are all great and people want that, but we want to get clear on how exactly is the problem that that person has right now showing up in their life and what is the solution that they most want right now? Being able to communicate those solutions is the foundation of your coaching marketing strategy. It builds trust, giving you both confidence in the work you do together. You want to speak on everyday problems that your person is experiencing and what they are feeling and then what they are doing as a result of that. And that will that builds that no like and trust with people and that is what you can use to you know put your message out there and then again evaluate but a niche goes beyond just the problem you're solving it's also who you're helping 
and shared experiences go a long way toward building trust and connecting with the clients you serve. The third step is really who is this person that you're serving? So what is what is the problem? And now it's who is this person with the problem? So for example, if you help people who want to lose weight, who is that person? Is it a 50-year-old male? Is it a 30-year-old male? Is it a you know 30-year-old female? It's going to be very different how you speak to that person, depending on who that person is that has that problem. And to give you a huge hint, whoever we're speaking to is usually someone very much like us. (laughs) So for example, I work with a lot of introverts because I am an introvert myself. And a lot of the people I work with struggle with the same things that I struggle with when it comes to marketing or creating content or putting yourself out there or, you know, energy things, um, things that are specific to being an introvert. Also, a lot of people I work with are super passionate about like nature and hiking and um, being outside and stuff like that, because it's something I'm really passionate about. And I I talk about these things and I, um, you know, they're part of my story and part of what I bring into my marketing. And so the more you can just be you and really share from that place, the more you're going to attract your ideal client, which really usually is someone very similar to us. Getting clear about your niche and who you serve best is just the first step in building a successful coaching business. Once you've done the work to develop and test a niche, you can begin working on messaging and the marketing strategies to connect with your ideal clients. So to get your message out there now that you are being, you know, just making yourself the expert and using your perspective, using your experience and putting that out there and just seeing if people are resonating with that message, if people are connecting with what you are putting out there and then using that as data to say, oh, okay, so this message is resonating with people. And so I want to speak more to this. I want to, you know, start using this approach and just trying different things. But yeah, definitely like going all in. And I I don't recommend right off rebranding yourself and changing your website and all of those things and going all in from that perspective, but definitely going all in in terms of your message and what you want to get out there. Even when you know you have the right niche, marketing to the right audience can still be a challenge. Gabrielle works with clients to make sure they're reaching the niche they've developed correctly. One of my most recent favorite client stories is one where my client came to me with a lot of thoughts about the word divorce and about using the word divorce because in her mind there there was a negative connotation with that. So when she came to me, let me back up. So when my client came to me, she was using a bunch of very fluffy language around relation when relationship ends and the end of a relationship when really she wanted to be talking about divorce. So when she was using the fluffy talk, when a relationship ends, it was not connecting with anybody, but that's what she was, that's what she was putting out there. So she came to me, she's like, my niche isn't working and 
nobody's reaching out and all of these things. And what she what we uncovered was that she wanted to help divorced women find love again. But she was never, ever, ever using the word divorced. And it was because she had a bunch of negative thoughts about divorce and what it meant and what she thought other people would make it mean. And so we worked through that, through her her experience. So really, I wanted to know why. Why were you interested in divorced women? So she started to tell me her story and how she went through the divorce. And that made it really plain for me, to me, that, and to her too, as she started telling the story, that those were the women that she were really connected with. But she did not want to use the word divorce. And so once she worked through the drama she had with the word divorce and using it, she's using it all left and right now. She owns it. Her message is clear. She's talking to women who are out there struggling with this. She's showing up all over the place. She's doing workshops and she is attracting the people that she want to work with. And that it makes all the difference in the world when you have a lived experience, when you own that, you have that lived experience and that you are able to help other people through that experience. And then you feel connected to them and you show up that way. You show up with confidence because you feel more comfortable. You feel more confident that you can help these people. And so it makes all the difference in the world. If you've been a coach for a while, it can be hard to know when to step out of your current niche and fully commit to the new one you're testing. So Kristen has a few practical steps you can take before totally rebranding your business. Usually what I have people do is come up with a sort of like tagline, which could be, I help blank do blank so they can blank. Something like that. It doesn't have to be that exact format, but you want it to be in a way that you can explain what you do simply so that people get it right away. And they're not looking at you like deer in headlights. Like, you know, what did you just say? I I don't even know what that means. I had a client recently who just went to a a networking event and she, we worked on her target market a lot and her niche and her state and everything. And she's like, I got there and I said it. And everyone was like asking me questions and saying, I have someone to refer to you. And it's so amazing what you're doing. And then someone else got up or actually two other people at her event, and they said what they did. And she said, I could see how no one really understood what they did or who they worked with. And so how you know if you have a good tagline and niche and everything's working is if you say it and people look at you and they're like, oh, I get it. Like, I know someone who could use your services or I need that. I could use your services. And so you get to that point. That's usually what, when I work with my clients, like I want to get to that point first so that we feel really clear about what is that tagline. And then from there, what we do is we typically will put that out and look for people to interview who fit that specific niche. So who are that person who have that problem, who want that result, we'll put it out there whether you're putting it out there with people you know or on social media or however you have to get in front of different people, um, look to interview some people and get some feedback 
based on those people you interview, what is it these people are saying? Is this something that people are struggling with? Is this something that people will pay for help with? Um, Those are all important things to get feedback on when you are looking to validate your niche. For a lot of niches, like we can kind of pre-validate them because if there's people already out there selling successfully what you're selling, we know it's a niche that already works because it's done. Like people are making money doing it and people are being successful. There's people looking for it, but sometimes people pick something that's like a little bit different or a little bit more out there. That's really when we need to do the work. But I think it also helps you validate that this is something that you feel good about helping other people with as well. If you're rebranding your coaching business, Shifting your niche can be really stressful, and you might even be worried about losing clients in the process. Gabrielle offers some reassurance that this is actually a step towards growth. When you feel connected to your niche, the people that you're talking to, then you're going to just put yourself out there and you're going to attract the people who align with what you're talking about. And then the people who are not interested in this new niche are going to fall off, which is great news for you because a lot of us get all caught up. Well, people are unfollowing and unsubscribing and all of those things and they start freaking out. But it's good news because you only want the people who are there for what you are offering right now. And so those people will start to fall off. So I just recommend that clients don't get into any drama or thoughts about people leaving. Worry about focusing on the people who you want to attract in and just start talking specifically to those people in your messaging and just go all in on it. I knew it was working because people were reaching out for consults. (laughs) People were reaching out for consults. People were commenting on my social media, which Again, I don't get caught up in the comments and the likes on social media too much, but I do think that that could be one indication that people are resonating with your message, that people want and are interested in what you're sharing and what you're offering. But the telltale sign for me is that people are reaching out for consultations to work with you. And as you keep your eyes forward, your experiences will keep drawing clients to you. Now, all that's left is to get coaching. I think one of the most important things is your story. Ultimately, it's a huge reason why people want to work with you. I think often we don't talk about how important your story is as far as in your marketing and sharing it and talking about it. But from my experience, I have found it's one of the biggest things that makes people feel connected to you and want to work with you. A huge thank you to both Gabrielle Smith and Dr. Kristen Hartjes for the resource they are and for sharing some actionable advice for coaches exploring a niche. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. And I look forward to hearing about your experience as you develop your coaching niche. This episode of the Coach Factory podcast was produced with the support of Come Alive Creative. To hear more episodes, get the show notes, and learn how to start, run, and grow your coaching practice, visit coachfactory.co.